Welcome back to Decom Cool and Collected. I'm Kelly. I'm Elizabeth, and we're back after our one-week hiatus. Sorry to all of our adoring listeners who missed an episode last week. It was really disappointing, I'm sure, and I'm sorry that I sound like this. Uh, yeah. We waited as long as we could. Yeah, I had a cold. We're recording this today, whenever this gets uploaded. <laughs> yeah, so. Anyway, we're gonna talk about Lemonade Mouth Lemonade this week. Lemonade Mouth. Very fun. Yay. This movie came out April 15th, 2011. April 15th is my brother's birthday. Nice. It also used to be tax day, but I think it got pushed back. <laughs> my mom's an accountant. <laughs> Um, this movie stars Bridget Mendler. Bridget uh, is spelled horribly. I'm so sorry, Bridget. The, it's an I instead of an E. Yeah. At the, in between the G and the T. Yeah. Yeah. Bridget. Yeah. Bridget. Yeah. It's not good. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. <laughs> um, we know her from Good Luck Charlie. Uh, she was also in the iconic movie, The Click. Mm-hmm. Um, she played Kristen, and I thought that was a very good fit because she is what I pictured Kristen like. <laughs> um, we'll get to the click someday, but spoiler alert, I read all the books. <laughs> um, she was also in Alvin and the Chipmunks, The Squeakquel. I think she played one of the girl chipmunks. <laughs> um, oh, she, we also know her as Juliet, the vampire in Wizards of Waverly Place. Um... Fun fact, now she's pursuing, like, a PhD and JD at Harvard. Oh, wow. She already has a degree from MIT. So, look at her go. Wow. Love that for her. But she's also, like, still acting. She's in, like, a couple, a few things I've never heard of. Yeah, I know everyone loved that one song she made years ago. That was the one not... that's like, ready or not, here I come. Yeah. I like your face too, and you like my song. Even, right, even, I've seen people make TikToks to that song. That's like, Bridget, please make a comeback. <laughs> so, if you're listening, Bridget. I was never a fan, but I always thought that song was very catchy, as you can see, because I still remember it. <laughs> I don't think I know it, but the song's Lemonade Mouth. Very good, my opinion. Um, we also have Adam Hicks, who played Wen. Uh, he was in Zeke and Luther and Pair of Kings, both Disney XD shows that I did not watch. Yep. Uh, you may also have seen him in How to Eat Fried Worms, uh, Mostly Ghostly, or Jonas. I did not. Um, next we have a lesbian Jesus herself, Kaylee Kyoko. <laughs> hey, girl. <laughs> um, you may have seen her in... Wizards of Waverly Place again. She played the bad Stevie. Um, she she was Velma in a couple low budget live action Scooby Doo's. Oh, I see that. Um, she was in The Fosters, Insidious Chapter Three, CSI Cyber. She was in an episode of Insecure. Where she had a threesome with one of the main characters, uh, and she's in a bunch of other stuff that I've never seen. Smaller indie stuff. Mm-hmm. Very nice. She has a thriving music career. If you did not know, yeah. I know a couple of her songs. It's pretty good. I mean, not to spoil anything, but I'd say she's the most successful of the Lemonade Mouth <laughs> Bunch, at least in the entertainment industry. Still. I don't know, because next we have Naomi Scott, who played yeah. Princess Jasmine in the live-action Aladdin. She played the Pink Power Rangers the Pink Power in Ranger, the in 2017 the Power, Rangers Power Rangers movie that I made Elizabeth see with me in theaters, because I love Power Rangers. Well, she was also in the Charlie's Angels movie, and I just want to say, both of those movies flunked at the box office, but I enjoyed them both thoroughly. Yeah. Me too. They're fun. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Next we have Blake Michael, who 
You might have seen a dog with a blog. I don't know your life. <laughs> yeah, I did not, but he looked, I didn't either. I mean, I knew he was in this movie, but he looked really familiar, but that was really, like, the only other thing he did. I feel did. like he looks like he was in Descendants, but he was. I've never seen Descendants. Oh, I have seen Descendants. Um, um, I did want to mention something that I saw in a TikTok about Blake Michael. So he is, like, our our age, me and Elizabeth's age. He was born July 31st, 1996. Everyone else in the band Lemonade Mouth, uh, all the actors were born in 91, 92, and 93. So there was kind of, like, an age gap. He was 13 when this movie came out. Yeah, he was, like, actually about to be high school age, while the rest of them were, like, maybe senior age, but, like, older. 18 to 20. Yeah. (laughs) So I, I saw a TikTok pointing that out about how, like, it was kind of weird that he was so young, and I think that's also why he didn't end up with Mo because he was 13 <laughs> and she was like 18. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, Spoiler, sorry. <laughs> we also have uh, Tisha Campbell, who's been in everything. I recognize, recognize her from My Wife and Kids, uh, one of the Wayans Brothers sitcoms. Uh, she's also, oh, she was also a series regular in Martin, but I never watched that. That was before my time. Um, she can be seen in Last Man Standing, Empire, Dr. Ken, Everybody Hates Chris, uh, House Party 1 through 3, and Little Shop of Horrors, the movie. She was one of the three ladies who was like, Little Shop, Little Shop of Horrors. <laughs> never seen it. Um, next we have Christopher McDonald, who... I've seen him, and I was like, God, he looks so familiar. And whenever I was going through his IMDb, I realized he played the president of the United States in Spy Kids 2, and that is the thing I recognize him (laughs) from. Um, He was also in Grease 2, Cheers, Thelma and Louise, Home Improvement, Quiz Show, Happy Gilmore, Flubber, The Iron Giant, Requiem for a Dream, The Sopranos, Kim Possible, Psych, The House Bunny, The Good Wife, and many more. And that's all I have for people. That's it. I just had two of the main characters. I knew you had everyone else covered. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, shall we begin? Let's jump in. This movie... Wrong movie. <laughs> <laughs> this movie starts at a Lemonade Mouth concert at Madison Square Garden. Yeah, so this is being narrated to us by Olivia, who's played by Bridget She's gonna Miller. take us back. Like, <laughs> apparently Lemonade Mouth has been called poets. Geniuses. <laughs> Yeah, we we don't get a timeline timeline on how I, long it takes them to get listen, to Madison Square Garden. I have some pro- We'll get it. We'll get to it at the very end whenever we come back to Madison Square Garden. But I have a problem with this timeline <laughs> and how this works for Lemonade Mouth to get to Madison Square Garden. Right. And so she's like, a lot of people probably wonder how Lemonade Mouth started. I bet a lot of people wouldn't believe that it started in detention. So we, like, rewind a Literally, little bit. Literally, if you've ever seen The Breakfast Club and you saw a band of a group of five people, you're like, oh, I bet they're like The Breakfast Club. Well, yeah. So we re- rewind a little bit. literally what this book is. It's if The Breakfast Club started a band. To detention. And, yeah, we're introduced to each member of the band. Olivia's introducing them. So there's Stella, lead guitar, Wen, keyboard, Mo, bass, Charlie, drum god. Drum god. Yeah, Charlie else, drum god. Everyone else just gets a bass. And Olivia describes herself as front man. front man. Or yeah. not singer. Jesus, Olivia. Like, yeah. I, I, I don't think you're the front man. Also, Mo sings in the band, too. She sings so two does, of their best songs. So does Wen well, and raps. Stella. Why does Wen not get rapper also added to his title? Yeah, they have 
there, it's very clear <laughs> from what we've seen in this movie that there's really no, like, one per like, there's no, like, Adam Levine. <laughs> it's very much like a, like a Fall Out Boy or a Paramore type where all members of the band are treated equally. <laughs> yeah. I don't know why she's, I guess because she doesn't play another instrument and she doesn't want to She does! Just, what does she play? During the one song Mo sang, she, or, no. I thought she was playing tambourine. No, during, um, that one song at Halloween Bash, she played guitar. Hmm. I don't know. <laughs> anyway! <laughs> um, so the teacher, the detention teacher, who was also the music Miss teacher. R. Miss R. I always call her teacher. <laughs> called her Miss R. Um, she tells them that instead of just sitting there twiddling their thumbs, they're going to convert the storage room into a music room. Um, there's water that's leaking through the ceiling, and the teacher, like, sort of complains to herself about all this money being spent on gym versus their struggling music program that doesn't get any money. So Olivia's like, okay, well, hold on. Now we got to take it back to earlier that day. Yeah, to find <laughs> out how we got detention. Okay, so Stella, it, it's early in the morning. This Stella, is before school. This is before school. Stella's playing electric guitar in the living room while her two little brothers are, like, playing with themselves. Um, Mom tells her it's time to hurry up for the first day of school. Um, Stella is bitter about moving across the country and starting a new school one month into the school year. Uh, but as she's complaining, Mom takes a phone call and ignores her. And as she gets out of the car and, like, walks into school, these kids laugh at her because she's new. She's just walking by and they're like, <laughs> new girl. <laughs> yeah, movies grossly overestimate how people <laughs> how treat bullying new- works. <laughs> yeah, how people treat new people. Right. Like, people, like, new people may get, like, ignored because they don't have, like, friends or whatever, but I've never seen someone make fun of a new person for simply <laughs> so being new. Has, maybe we're wrong. Has this ever happened to you? I mean, <laughs> we did, we did have a very specific high school experience and grade school experience, too, but, like, grade school especially, if there was a new kid because there were 13 of us if there's a new kid it was yeah, like, I feel like oh my god let's be friends there's a new kid at, at like a bigger school with like hundreds of kids in your class no one would even notice yeah <laughs> yeah but apparently they did i once went to visit a school when i was in eighth grade and people thought i was new <laughs> yeah yeah so stella goes into school we cut to win and his dad is dropping his girlfriend off at college at community college yeah for a, a photography course which where win says isn't it weird to drop your girlfriend off at college but dad's like she's 28 she's just taking a, a photography class um when clearly does not like that his dad is dating a much younger woman and the fact that he's she's getting more of dad's attention yeah dad asks when to give sydney a chance but when just kind of like complains and doesn't say anything yeah um so uh also that morning charlie's parents in the car remind him of soccer tryouts yeah both his mom and dad drive him to school yeah they're like remember like soccer tryouts are today and they give him the soccer ball that his brother used to score the winning goal at state finals and mom starts crying i think it's supposed to be a funny thing but it's just weird. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, his brother was a soccer legend, and Charlie gets out of the car and quite obviously does not care about soccer. Yeah. Um, Charlie also gets distracted staring at Mo, who is in her car with her dad, and Mo's dad says that she needs to focus on college and her future and all of this she's stuff. A <laughs> yeah. Um after- he, he thinks that she he sees her wearing lipstick and gets angry about it. Yeah, she gets out of the car, and she's in the bathroom, like, she goes to the bathroom to, you know, pull a Mina. She takes off her blazer that she's wearing with this- Mina Parum. <laughs> yeah. She takes Mama off- Mama Yeah. 
She's okay. First of all, her outfit was a navy blazer and this like denim ruffled dress. So she takes off the blazer. So it's just like the denim dress. I don't understand why the dress would have been inappropriate at all, but that's another story. Her shoulders were showing. Oh, yeah. So she takes off the blazer. Do you know how many boys she can distract from their schoolwork? I don't know. Her boyfriend doesn't seem distracted. So (laughs) Uh, she puts on some lip gloss too. And then she meets her boyfriend Scott in the hallway. And they hold hands, and he's like, come on, we're going to ditch school this morning so we can go practice, like, so we, the my band. band can rehearse. My band, Mudslide Crush. Yeah, it's an awful name. <laughs> I saw his lemonade mouth. But <laughs> well, lemonade mouth is better than that, I think. <laughs> um, Mo is worried about getting caught, but Scott is like, mm, we never spend any time together. Yeah, yeah, he just, like, tries to make her feel bad. Yeah, um, um, we briefly also see Olivia bike to school and drops all of her books because she's clumsy and uh. shy. Uh, then we cut to Stella in the principal's office with her mom. <laughs> and her mom is just like, Stella has anger issues about moving. <laughs> yeah, but she's in the principal's office because she's wearing a shirt that says Question Authority. Oh, I thought they were just there because it was her first day. No, she's wearing the shirt that says Question Authority, and the principal's like, well, even though there's no dress code, you can't wear that. Yeah. And she's like, excuse me. Yeah, so mom gives her her blazer that she was going to wear to work to cover up. Yeah. Um, the principal says, students respect the rules, but as he says this, they're seeing Mo and Scott on the security cameras about to ditch. So then we immediately cut to Mo in the principal's office and begs the principal not to call her dad. And the principal's like, oh, well, this is your first offense and you're popular, so I won't call your dad, I'll just give you detention. Yeah. Um, so then we cut to history class, and they're giving presentations, and we cut to, like, the end of a student's presentation, and she goes... And that's why the American Revolution was so important. <laughs> and that's the end of her presentation. That's the most accurate writing to high school, Ameri- American high school that there is. Um, in the class, Wynn is called to present next. And as he's like going up to present, he opens his folder and realizes that he does not have his presentation. He has Sydney's photography folder and so (laughs) can we talk about cindy's photography project (laughs) yeah (laughs) it's like a picture of dad and a picture of herself taking a picture in the mirror and then like an apple i mean it's very accurate to a college (laughs) high school or to a college photography class i took one i took shitty pictures But at the same moment, that's when Sydney arrives and realizes that they have the wrong folders. Yeah, so Sydney is, like, this young, like, attractive, potentially attractive 28-year-old. So these teenage boys are like, hmm, look at Wen's mommy. Yeah, well, and he's like, that's not my mom. Yeah, (laughs) which, like, I don't blame him. Yeah, I mean, he's defensive. He's having a tough time as it is, and, like, I don't think kids knew, but now she showed up. Like, obviously she did not mean any harm. Right. But he, yeah, so he lashes out at the teacher um, and gets detention. Uh, Mo walks out of the principal's office and learns that Scott didn't get detention because he's on the soccer team and he's in Mudslide Crush. So yeah, he, he, didn't, he, didn't he got time. a warning. Um, so that's whenever Miss, oh, okay, yeah. So Miss R goes to yell at the principal for not caring about music, just like in the hallway, goes up to him as he's on a Segway. And she's like, the music program is important, but you don't care. And the principal's like, I'm putting my money into sports because yeah, sports says, get donors and says, donors get money. Sports bring donors and donors bring money. I've never seen, like, a donor-sponsored thing at a high school. I'm, maybe I'm wrong. 
I don't know. I've seen it in movies and TV, but... Yeah. Yeah. Is that a thing? Did you have donors at your high school? Public high school people, please answer these questions for us. We do not know. Because <laughs> I don't understand. Also, it says, like, they bring in money. It doesn't seem like the school is struggling for money. Well, maybe it's because they took these sports deals. That's what he makes it <laughs> seem like, but yeah. It seems like a very, like, well-to-do public school. Yeah. And, like, these kids come from well-to-do homes. Like, as you can see, Charlie's house is fucking huge. Yeah. So, now, next we see Olivia is eating her lunch and reading in the janitor's closet by herself. (laughs) Reading out loud. Yeah. So, she's just sitting there, like, with an apple in her hand, and she's, like, she's reading Emily Dickinson, and she's, like, I am nobody. Are you nobody, too? Who are you? (laughs) Like, wow. Words. Yeah. As she's reading, she knocks over all the mops. And so they, like, make all this noise. And the principal, like, rides by in a Segway and just hands her a detention slip. I think this is supposed to be a little suggestive because there was, like, noise being made. Like, and he just, like, oh, sticks his hand in. I didn't get that. I just thought she was hiding in the closet. And she couldn't do that. Yeah. Instead I mean, of, like, going to class or something. I don't know why it's that big of a deal if she eats in the janitor's closet. But who knows? Know. Um, so we come to ch- soccer tryouts, Carly, Carly, <laughs> Charlie <laughs> sucks, and the popular kids make fun of him, uh, Charlie gets angry and tries to throw a ball at them, but he accidentally hits the coach, so he gets detention. Yeah, so then we just cut to a Turbo Blast ad. This movie is just, like, see, 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 like, no transitions whatsoever. Yeah, well, it looks like it's a literal, like, commercial, so Turbo Blast is, like, sponsoring the gym that they've just made, and the principal unveils the new gym at this assembly, and at the assembly, these cheerleaders go up to Stella and tell her to move. And she's like, fucking make me. Yeah, so, <laughs> it's so weird. Like, Stella, who's just, like, minding her own business, she's sitting, she can sort of tell that she's sitting, like, among the jocks, but, like, not realizing She probably it. sat there first. Right. And so the cheerleaders come up and she's like, <laughs> excuse me, you're in our seat. <laughs> and she's like, make me. And they're all like, freak. <laughs> yeah. Again, uh, <laughs> bullying comes in many forms. <laughs> yeah. Um, so after this, the principal's, like, saying something about, like, the school, we value our students' opinions, blah, 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 blah. So then Stella stands up and is like, fuck all of you. She, like, unbuttons She's like, if you really value my opinion, question authority. Yeah, she just starts, like, <laughs> spouting off a speech like, about, speak like. speak up, stand out, be heard. Yeah. Like, like, I know it's been a little rough for you right now, but still, you've only been here for, like, two hours. But a lot and of everyone's the, like, we do. No, that's not, that's not what happened, but. A lot of the audience starts, like, clapping and cheering, and they're, like, on it for her. Um, the principal just leaves, just, like, literally throws a fit and leaves. Yeah, with the turbo blast people. So, we see Stella take the elevator down to the basement for detention. We learn that the basement is full of the nerds and the artsy kids, like, all their after-school clubs and They stuff. have, like, ballet, they have, like, <laughs> theater, they have AV club, they have mathletes, all of this stuff, and all shoved in the basement. This is a huge basement. This is a huge fucking school. What, what are all the other classrooms doing? <laughs> No idea. Um, so one by one, each kid that we met this morning gets Mel's lemonade from the vending machine before detention. And then we cut back to, like, the beginning of the movie when Miss R is leaving the room because she's fed up with the... Because there's water leaking from the ceiling. So they start cleaning and... They uh, all start tapping. Yeah, as Charlie they do starts, movies. like, making a beat out of dripping water. 
And so everyone, like, joins into the beat, grabbing their respective instruments. Even though Mo plays violin, she picks up, a like, a stand-up bass and starts playing. Violin? You got a bass. I don't know much about instruments, but I feel like they're very different. <laughs> well, a violin is kind of similar to a cello, and cello, you got a bass, so... But she's, like, picking the bass. She's not, like, using the bow. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know anything about music. Anyway, so they all just start playing a full-out song, yeah. never having rehearsed before. Mm-hmm. Turn up the music. Olivia, like, sings with her own lyrics. They all just... Join in. Join in, and it's fine. <laughs> yeah, they're having a really good time, and that's whenever Mrs. R or Miss R comes back in at the end. She's like, oh my god, this is your destiny. You yeah. have to do this. She's like, you guys are going to be a voice for the voiceless. Yeah, she's like... Immediately. <laughs> yeah, and then she's like, you have to enter Rise- Rising Star to prove that this matters more than sports, or at least as much. So they all make up excuses, because they're like, we don't even know each other, and like, why would we do this? the winner of this talent competition in Mesa, Arizona, gets a record deal? I don't know who with. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, it makes more sense in the Cheetah Girls, not in this one. (laughs) Yeah, Olivia Um, says that she can't sing on stage. She threw up the last time that she did. Yeah, and they're like, oh, well, we wouldn't have a chance anyway against Mudslide Crush. Um, but then the teacher uses Stella's words that she, that Stella said at the gym, like, you deserve to be heard. And they all leave detention separately, but I'm a little curious. Uh, so Olivia comes home to Grandma and an old cat. Uh, we see Wen refuses to ride horses with Dad and Sydney. Well, at this point, also, her grandma's like, Nancy still hasn't eaten, that's the cat. Yeah, um, Mo is practicing violin at her house. Mom stops. She's playing the beat that they played. She's playing the... Uh, yeah. Turn up the music. Uh, mom stops Charlie's drumming to ask about soccer practice. He lies, and Mom is also like, okay, well, you need to go start on homework, because if you're going to get into Stanford, like your brother, it's not going to happen. Start on math first. Yeah. <laughs> it's really weird. Um, Stella yells at her dad for eating fish. Uh, apparently no one in her family realized she became a vegetarian four months ago. She's wearing a shirt that says vegetarians <laughs> rock, with an exclamation point. Um... We learned that Stella's family is full of, like, smart overachievers. Like, her mom is creating, like, biodegradable plastic, and her dad is working to cure cancer, and her little brothers are, like, inventing their own toys and shit, but that's not who Stella is. And she she feels unseen. She's literally telling her family this at dinner, and none of them react to it at all. (laughs) Yeah. Um, during the morning announcements, Stella sends a text to everyone to talk, and whenever Charlie gets this text, it looks like, like an old iPhone text, but he literally, like, zooms in as if it's, like, a screenshot. I don't know if these people who made the movie, who made the graphics for this movie have ever seen a phone before, but you can't zoom in on a text. Why does he zoom in on it? And then he looks so confused, too, like, how did somebody text me? Yeah, so they all meet at the local pizza place. After um, school. Stella reveals that she signed them up for Halloween Bash and Rising Star. Everyone at first is hesitant, but when is in? And they're like, well, Olivia, you can write our songs. You're so good. Um, Mo says yes after she, like, waves hi to some cheerleaders, but they ignore her. Um, yeah, Olivia is takes a while to give in because she's nervous about, like, singing and all that, but she finally does. So Charlie's the last one holding out, and he tosses a coin to decide the fate of Lemonade Mouth. He's like, I mean, if it gets... to make it dramatic, but Well, he's like, if it's heads up, then I'll do one practice, but that's all I agree to. 
Yeah, so the first practice is off. Oh, it says they, he accepts. The first practice is off to a rough start. Um, Stella's being a little bit bossy. Uh, Mo gets frustrated and, and is about to leave, and Charlie's about to follow her, but then they start playing another song perfectly at random again. Yeah. That's the song Somebody. Yeah. And, it, like, they were struggling so hard, and then, like, one starts playing keyboard, and they're all like, oh, okay. We got it now. Let's sing this. Let's play this song that we've never played before. I don't. <laughs> so, like, in this movie, all the songs, they, like, know they're playing the songs. But it does not make logical sense to me <laughs> that they all just play a song perfectly together that they've never heard before. It's a musical. If you're gonna have a musical, you need to establish... Is this song a song that they, like, all know that they're playing? Or is this song... Both. Like, part... I can't deal with that. <laughs> well, uh, too bad. That's Lemonade Mouth. <laughs> Maybe that's why I don't like this movie as much as everyone else. It's just how musicals are sometimes. But I... They're in band rehearsal, and they're just like, well, this isn't working, this isn't working. And then they're just like, here's this... And then they just play this song perfectly. And they're like, oh, ha, 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 it worked. Okay, well, this it is... It doesn't like make any sense! No, this is the idealized version. Maybe what actually happens is they're, like, brainstorming lyrics, and they come together, and they're like, these lyrics are good, let's practice, and then we see them actually play it. Well, I need to see that. <laughs> this movie was already almost two hours. I don't think you need to see that. <laughs> well, at least I could have gone at least two scenes without them just doing, going from nothing to a full-fledged song. I, know I need more. That. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> we see Miss R dancing outside in the hallway when she, like, hears them playing. And... And then we immediately uh, cut to Halloween. No, it's Mudslide Crush rehearsal. Yeah. Um, so Mo meets Scott and tells her that he's upset because Mudslide Crush's set was cut in half to make room for that new girl Stella's band. Well, yeah. Okay, Stella said that they're opening for Mudslide Club... Mudslide... Mudslide crush. So I don't know why their set would be cut in half. Yeah, I don't know. But yeah. Also, they only sing two songs. So does that mean that Mudslide Crush only gets to sing two songs? I don't know. We never we don't see either. That's set. true. Yeah. Um. So he starts complaining about the band, not knowing that Mo is in it until she's like, "Um, I'm in that band." Yeah. Um. He and says that they're a bunch of nobodies, yeah. and she's like, "I'm in the band." Yeah. And Scott was like. Well, if you want to do music, you could play, like, backup guitar for me. Yeah, he uh, gets defensive and says it's not fair for her to be in a band taking half of their set time. Yeah. And then he's like, my music's important to me. And Mo's like, okay, fuck you. Maybe my music's important to me, too. And then he's just like, Bleh. Yeah, so then Mudslide Crush starts playing, and they're, like, clearly a ripoff of, like, the Beastie Boys. <laughs> and they play this, well, at least the verses are. It sounds to me like early 2000s pop punk. <laughs> like, not the lyrics. The lyrics are bad, but the sound of it. This this song and the other song that they sing are other examples of, like, that, like, you, Too Cool from Camp Rock, where it's, like, the bad guys are clearly singing, like, self-centered songs about being self-centered, where it's, like, I'm so popular, I can't talk to you, I'm so cool, you're a loser. I will say, because of the sound of this song, I ranked it higher. The lyrics suck, but... <laughs> I didn't like this song as much as I liked the other one. <laughs> I like this one better. Yeah, they um, perform, and the crowd goes. And the crowd loves it. It's fun. Um, so I don't understand this. I So, like, all the music kids in school are banished to the basement. I thought, like, people who liked music at this school were lame. 
Like, why are Unless you're mudslide crush and you're also jocks. I guess. But, like, don't the, don't, doesn't mudslide crush, like, they have an elective. Why wouldn't they, like, choose music? Because they don't need it. They'll just skip classes and that's fine with school. I guess. I don't understand. <laughs> yeah. Again. <laughs> but the next day at school, everyone is staring at everyone from Lemonade at Mouse. Stella and Wen. Yeah, because they're, like, taking some of Mudslide Crush's time and that's not okay. So, uh, at practice that day, at band practice, everyone has their lemonades, and they have to brainstorm a name Can for the band. cans of lemonade? <laughs> they're, like, plastic cans with, like, aluminum, like, pop tops? Yeah, they're, like, plastic bottles, like a plastic bottle of soda, but then the top is, like, an aluminum can. Yeah. And, like, whenever they open it, it sounds like it would be fizzy, but it doesn't look fizzy. I really want to know what this lemonade tastes like. I don't know. And who designed this can? Because it's very interesting. I think it's Mel. Mel himself. Yeah. He seems very <laughs> I was invested. talking about, like, the production designer, but... <laughs> oh. <laughs> I don't know. In my head, Mel designed it. He seems, like, kind of like a hippie guy. Uh, yeah, they all have their lemonades, and they're trying to name the band. Uh, they all suggest horrible names. When suggests... I like when. when. just the band name. <laughs> yeah, for all of them. Um, I'm pretty sure Stella literally Stella suggests... suggests the anarchist. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, but then uh, Olivia goes to get more lemonade, but then she finds a sign outside the door, because apparently everyone knows that band practice is going on down there, that says, back off the bash. Ooh. Um, so Mo confronts Scott in the cafeteria for ignoring her the past couple days, um, and she's like, why are you ignoring me? And he doesn't give her a straight answer, um, and then just leaves. Um, Charlie goes to sit with her when they see these jocks, like, including Ray, Scott's friend and the lead singer of Mudstein Crush, start harassing Olivia. Yeah. So when, when Literally Charlie... just Olivia. She goes to get a drink from the vending machine, and they, like, take it from her and start, like, being so like, mean what, to what her. what are you gonna do with little band? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so that Wynn and Stella come over. F- and Mo. Yeah. They go to, like, stand up for her, being like, hey, like, please back off. Like, especially, so Olivia is, like, the really shot, if you haven't figured it out. Olivia's very shy, like, painfully shy, quiet, probably has anxiety, and I will say that I do like Bridget Mendler's performance in this. I think she does it very well. Well, yeah, especially, like, if this were me and these people came at me for no reason, I wouldn't know what to do either. Right. So then so, Charlie, being, like, a fucking child, decides to be the one to, like, go up to Ray personally. Be like, <laughs> beg off me, like, pushes him off. Yeah, so, Ray, so Ray's like, well, what are you gonna fucking do about it now? So that's when Stella, the boss-ass <laughs> bitch she is, takes a big gulp of lemonade and then sprays it all over <laughs> Ray. <laughs> So that's when the principal comes over and Ray plays the victim. He's like, oh, well, we were just minding our own business when Lemonade Mouth over here just came and sprayed me with lemonade. And so that's how the band name came about. Wow. So uh, later that day, Wen shows up at Olivia's house to work on songs together. Wen meets her grandma and then he they go out to the backyard and they share, he shares his rap that he made. <laughs> For this new song called Determinate, you'll hear it later. Yeah, so when sees Nancy the cat, and he's like, whoa, she's old. And Olivia starts crying. Yeah, Olivia starts crying <laughs> and agreeing. She's like, Nancy was my mom's cat, so it's the last thing I have of her. <laughs> and saying that she's old reminds me she's going to die soon. Well, yeah, and when's like, oh, what about your dad? But Olivia just, like, avoids the question. It's like, what about music? Yeah, so they're, like, writing the song, and then, like, have a little moment together. Ooh, when is very smitten by Olivia. Um, so the band is at their last rehearsal before the Halloween bash tomorrow, and Olivia is freaking the fuck out. Um, 
outside the classroom, the band finds uh, the lemonade vending machine with a sign that says it's scheduled for removal. So Stella and Gwen go to the principal's office, and they're like, what's up? And the secretary tells them that the machine can't be there because of the Turbo Blast sponsorship, and any competitors need to be removed off the school. And Stella is just not having this. She tells, she says it's more than a machine. <laughs> and the, the, uh, the um, like, secretary's just like, what the fuck do you like, want me to do? <laughs> I'm literally This is secretary. out of my pay grade. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> yeah. She's like, I do with you fucking brats, like, and now, like, it's a fucking lemonade machine. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, so Wen comes home to find moving boxes all over his house, and Dad tells him that he asked Sydney to marry him, and Wen is just upset, he says nothing, and he just leaves. Um, so at school, Ray grabs Mo to show her, uh, the new weight room. He's like, hey, Mo, like, come up and check out the new weight room upstairs. Um, and when they arrive, uh, they find Scott flirting with a cheerleader. And she's also wearing his letter jacket, I believe. Letterman jacket. Yeah. <laughs> um, before anything happens, Mo just runs away, because she's like, how could you? Um, so we're at the Halloween bash. We can assume that they broke up. Mm-hmm. We're at the Halloween bash. Olivia's late, and they're on in ten minutes. Um, and they're like, and the AV guy's like, oh, I saw her run into the bathroom. So they all go and find her in the stall, and she is just puking her guts out because she's so nervous. Um, so Stella <laughs> has this zebra print tool belt full of lemonade. So, and she gives one, she gives one to Olivia, who's just been throwing up in the right. bathroom stall. It's gotta be fizzy lemonade. <laughs> <laughs> because Olivia takes it, she's like, let's, like, like, she just took a shot. <laughs> she's like, let's do this. It's the power of Mel's lemonade. <laughs> Can we also talk about um, Stella's knee-length Bermuda shorts? Wait, I need to talk about I need to talk about Olivia's outfits because Olivia is almost always wearing skirts and dresses. I don't know if they didn't know how tall Bridget Mendler was, <laughs> if she grew, or if they had like somebody else in mind because she's always wearing this like white little like petty skirt underneath all of the skirts to make them mm, a little bit longer. I didn't notice. <laughs> I notice it's literally. I think there's one skirt she wears where she's not wearing that, but all <laughs> the other she's wearing it, and like there's nothing wrong with it. It doesn't look bad, but I I noticed it. What was going Bridget on in the costume department? Tall. Yeah, but did they... I assume they probably did that because it's Disney. And, like, if you didn't notice Stella's knee-length Bermuda jean shorts. I don't know. But Stella's also, like, she's not a girly girl. Yeah, but those are ugly-ass shorts. She's gay. She's a lesbian. <laughs> we all know. Um, so, let's see. Lemonade Mouth comes on stage to booze. But then they start playing Determinate. And they start. it starts out slow with just piano. Olivia's, like slowly like finding her footing it's like trying hard to fight these tears but then the beat drops and everyone gets into it and it's like this dance song and they're like gotta turn the world into your dance floor determinate determinate and they have this little dance move that goes with it everyone's like getting into it they're having fun um i really love the setup here how even though there's five members of the band, Wen and Charlie, who are both percussion on keys and drums, they're in the back, but bo- but all three girls, Mo, Olivia, and Stella, Mo is bass, Stella's guitar, they're all in the front, like, equally sharing what they do. I liked that. <laughs> um, I like whenever Wen goes up to fucking rap. Yeah, Wen goes up to rap. I don't know the rap. I, I know the words, but I can't do it. He Renegade, does it, lemonade, He Wen. does it really fast. <laughs> I'm sure. Wen is also a pale ginger. I just want to point that out. Yeah, in case you didn't know. <laughs> it's a nice, uh, 
uh, representation <laughs> for gingers everywhere. And um, Sheeran. After when raps, Stella is like crawling around on her back on the floor playing guitar, like fucking getting into it. Yeah. Um, I thought you were gonna say like Jack Black. Like Jack Black, yeah. <laughs> Stella very much. If you know, you know. Stella is the Dewey Finn of this movie, <laughs> and the rest of the kids are the School of Rock. Essentially. Um, so after the song, they start passing out lemonade, and Stella gives this speech about unfair school trip, unfair school treatment, and she's like, if you're in the theater, if you like music, like, we're here for you, drink this lemonade, it's a movement, it's a revolution, and then they start singing, um, Here We Go? Yeah. The name of the song? So, something like that. Again, it's another, like, stand up, be tall, be proud. Yeah. Um, the principal hates the retaliation. That's what, I just want to say Stella raps in this song, too. Yeah. <laughs> it's when and Stella. This principal's losing his mind. Like, they're still performing as he's, like, going to try and he get them to He just shuts off the power. Yeah, he goes and just <laughs> shuts off the power entirely. Yeah, so the next Monday, the band is in the principal's office, and he tells them that they're banned from using school equipment and facilities for anything lemonade mouth related. Um, but in chemistry class, the AV guy who was, like, doing their sound... Uh, at the Halloween bash. He, like, slides yeah. when the CD. <laughs> okay, so he slides when the CD that he recorded at the performance. He even made a cover for it and everything. Yeah, it's really nice. And he's like, hey, like, I made the CD. Kids have been asking for it. Uh, we can... I've been selling it. it to them already. I've been selling it. Uh, I figure AV Club takes 30%. You guys take the rest. And Which is a good deal. Yeah, and he's like, I already sold five. And so when, like, he literally, like, hands him money. Like, they would do it a drug deal. Yeah. Um, so at lunch, uh, they're reading a good review in a school newspaper. Um, and they're, like, getting treated like celebrities. Yeah, after everyone is nice to them now. Yeah. There's um, even posters of them. Yeah. <laughs> that they're, like, asking people to sign them and all this stuff. And the principal. Like, ah, Charlie. The principal pulls Stella aside again and blames her for all the posters and shit. And she's like, I literally didn't do that. Like, I didn't do any of that. He doesn't believe that it wasn't them. But at the pizza place later that day, Wynn and Stella say that they got a gig for the band at the pizza place. And it could become a regular gig. Olivia, Mo, and Charlie aren't sure. Even though they loved playing at the um, Halloween bash, uh, Stella again is like, hey, Lemonade Mouth can be a voice for the voiceless. But that's whenever Mo sees Scott and tells them good luck. And she goes to leave. Uh, but they all follow her outside. And that's when they see a giant poster of Lemonade Mouth on the pizza shop. That says, don't stop the resolution- revolution. Who made this sign? Who took that photo? And how much did it cost? That's I think huge fucking sign. I think Dante put it up. Because it was his pizza shop. I guess. But, like, how, how did this come to be? And then I was like, where do they live? Can you imagine, like, passing by a pizza shop and then, like, a band from some school? From your high school. It may not even be your high school. <laughs> it could be someone else's high school. It says, don't stop the revolution. You're like, what the fuck is that about? Yeah. All those privileged kids at that nice high school? Or <laughs> yeah. So they see that, they reassess, and they start playing there every week. This is Olivia, like, narrating again. Yes. And, so oh then, my god. Oh, it's so... so Mo! We get a solo song. For, so Mo is the lead singer on this, and mm -hmm. she sings a song called She's So Gone. And it's all about how she's not the same person she was a month ago. She's finding herself. She's not relying on anyone else. And she's, like, running around the pizza shop. The waiters are dancing. People are, like like, throwing up 
their waiter trades. Oh, it's so good. It's Everyone so is good. to it because it's such a good song. It's such a good song. It doesn't sound like a Disney Channel song. It doesn't sound like a musical song. Like, it sounds like something you would hear on the radio. Right. I mean, like, it is a little tame, but I still love it. It, it goes, goes very hard. hard. Yeah. For, like, a Disney Channel movie. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, I could hear this on the radio. Like, this goes harder than any Rachel Platten song I've ever heard. Is that okay? <laughs> yeah. Okay. <The> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, this, is, this motivates me way more than the fight song this is what the fight song wishes it was it definitely does <laughs> yeah and it's also the only um solo song we get from mo sadly because she's a very good singer yeah um like i said we heard stella rap in here we go along with when, when only raps mm-hmm. feeling like it's his rap version and then in the very last song olivia sings the lead but all three girls sort of sing together yeah uh, Mo does take a little bit of a solo in the, um, more than a band, but yeah. Yes, yes, I forgot about that. Uh, so, now oh, wait, can we talk about during this scene? Mo picks up a napkin, a metal napkin, Mrs. Spencer, and uh-huh. is singing to her reflection. Yeah. She's like, she's so gone. You gotta have the drum- dramatic. I love it! <laughs> yeah. Um, so, Olivia narrates that Lemonade Mouth was officially a sensation, they're, like, people are, like, forming lines for them to walk through the halls at school. Um, and, oh, oh, <laughs> Olivia's, like, even more than that, they were becoming friends. Yeah, they're um, real friends now. <laughs> yeah, because Olivia didn't show up at school one day, and no one knows why. So the four of them go to Olivia's house, and they're wondering what's wrong. So they walk up the steps, and Grandma's in the window, and she gives them this look, like, oh. oh come in. Oh, come in. <laughs> yeah. Come in. Like, it is the most pathetic, pitiful look I have ever seen. <laughs> well, yeah, she invites them into the backyard where Olivia is crying. Yeah, we learned that Nancy the cat died. Yeah. And I'm sure Wen told them how important Nancy is to her. Yeah. So, and in so... order to make her feel better, they all start, like, making shapes, they, shapes out of the clouds in the sky. So, they're all like, oh, I see a hand. I see a... a Alien Tree. pushing a baby. I don't know. <laughs> What's that from? I think that was one of them. Was it from this? I feel like that was from something else. Oh, maybe not. <laughs> anyway, so Stella goes, I see a blob. Sometimes I think I'm too stupid to be in my family. <laughs> Just like out of the blue. Well, yeah. So they're all looking so at the they, sky, right? So yeah. it's a lot easier to have conversations like these when you're not looking someone in the eye. Yeah. So they all kind of start joining in. About their family problems. So yeah. Mo said, she's like, I'm never going to be the perfect Indian daughter that my dad wants me to be. Uh, Charlie has to live up to his perfect brother, um, and Wen complains about Sydney, and Olivia is, we don't see her at all. She goes, my dad's in prison. <laughs> she just blurts out, my dad's in prison. <laughs> I kind of like it, though, because I feel like she was, like, working up the courage to, like, yes. to, like, tell this to her, like, as she's becoming friends. So we see, like, one by one by one, and, like, again, like, I really like Bridget Mendler's acting, you can tell in her face, she's like... Like, it's, like, finally, like, I'm finally going to let this out. Yeah. Well, and if this happened in real life, it wouldn't be funny. It'd be like, oh, like, right. <laughs> I'm glad my friend is sharing this with me. But because right. of the way it is. It's like, a little, like, sudden. <laughs> yeah, it's just funny. Um, yeah, so Olivia reveals that it's hard for her, that he writes, but it's hard for her to write back because she doesn't know what to say. She's ashamed of him, um, but yeah. she, like, wants to have this relationship with yeah, him. Yeah, he made bad decisions after her, her mom died, and she's like, I still love him, but, like, I don't know him as well. He's a stranger now. Um, and she's like, but I, she like turns to her friend, she's like, I'm so grateful for our friendship, though. Because we could, like, she didn't really have any friends for this. Yeah, and then they start singing Always More Than a Band. And, oh, so cute. <laughs> <laughs> 
it's we'll just always like, be more than a band. Yeah, it's like, we'll always be more than a band. Like, and we're your friends. friends. <laughs> yeah. And then there's, like, a montage of them making a music video yeah, to the song, like, apparently. Making, okay, they're making a music video. <laughs> so... Uh, Charlie grabs Mo and they start like dancing together and then Wen grabs Olivia and they start dancing together. <laughs> like they fucking knew. <laughs> there is no one to dance with Stella. <laughs> um, so Scott finds Mo when she's in town shopping and he tries to apologize, but again, she's like, I'm not the same as I was two months ago. Did you not hear my song? Exactly. Um, Scott asks for forgiveness, and she's like, I forgive you, but it's gonna take more for us to move on from this. Yeah, but she says, like, we're not back together by any means. Yeah, so Stella barges into, oh, no, no, no. yeah, Cindy. Cindy barges <laughs> into the bathroom to grab yeah. Wen because she's like, your band is on the radio! Like, we can tell that Sydney doesn't want to cause any trouble, Mm -hmm. but because of the situation, like, I feel like it's... Well, I think she handles it really well. Like, she tries to be a part of his life as much as he wants her to be. Right. But also doesn't, doesn't like, push it. it. Yeah. And, like, I can understand how any teenage boy... (coughs) Excuse me. Any teenage boy would feel awkward in this situation. Yeah. But she, like, pulls him and she's like, oh my god, like, your song's on the radio, and Wen forgets that he hates her for a second. Yeah. So he um, tells Olivia, and Olivia, like, turns it on, like, the old school radio with Grandma. Yeah, her and Grandma were playing cards, and she's like, Grandma, we're on the radio! And yeah. her and Grandma are, like, freaking out. They, and like, then... dance and throw their cards around. It's yeah. really cute. Stella, uh, Mo, and Charlie are in, I think it's uh, Stella's living room. Yeah. Like, dancing around, and oh, narrates, <laughs> Olivia <laughs> narrates, that's when everything started to fall apart. Yeah, so um, at their regular pizza performance, uh, Mo is sick, and then uh, Ray is taunting them for some reason. Ray just goes up on stage, Kanye style, and steals yeah. the mic, and he's like, "Oh, who likes lemonade about socks?" Yeah, Wen <laughs> takes it back and pushes him off the stage, and then like, everyone starts table. like throwing shit, like cups and plates and shit. Um, <laughs> Olivia and Charlie are behind the drum set, still eating pizza while everyone's <laughs> throwing stuff. Yeah. Um, and there's 30 billion red Solo cups being thrown around. Yeah. I don't know why this restaurant uses red Solo cups. That's a terrible business decision. Yeah. Um, but Ray ends up taking the soda fountain and just spraying it everywhere. Um, so Mo and Charlie are walking home, or Charlie's walking Mo home down the sidewalk, and we learned that Lemonade, Lemonade Mouth can't play at the restaurant anymore. And that's when Charlie decides to tell Mo that he likes her. And Mo is like... <laughs> I'm sorry, we're friends. Yeah. And so fucking Charlie's like, I don't want to be in this band anyway. And then leaves. Yeah, he's only ever been in this band for Mo, which is obvious from the beginning, but is very annoying. Nonetheless. Yeah. <laughs> um, so inside, Dad yells at Mo for being with a boy. <laughs> and Mo is like, I swear to God, Charlie is a friend. We just had this conversation. Yeah. And... Uh, well, she's also just mad, because she's like, you don't trust me, and I've never given you a reason not to trust me. Right. And, and then, Dad is like, yeah, you're right. <laughs> yeah. So, and then Mom is also like, okay, I know you're sick, go to bed. Um, if we didn't mention this before, most parents are immigrants. Yeah. So that's where Mo's sort of identity crisis comes from. Yeah. So, uh, at Charlie's house, he is, like, drumming on the drums, trying to get his anger out. He breaks his drumstick, and he goes to get another, and then smashes his finger in, like, a metal drawer that the drumsticks are in. He's just so angry that he slams the drawer, but before he could get his hand out, he breaks his fingers. Um, Dad asks Wen to be the best man. While they're trying to put a f- picture frame what on the wall. What seems to be very heavy, because yeah. there's two of them. So, taken by surprise, Wen gets distracted, and he gets hit in the eye with the corner of the frame. Yeah, he, like, drops the frame on his face. Yeah, so we cut to Olivia and Wen getting smoothies, 
and they're like, oh, like, Rising Star's gonna be a disaster, like, Mo is sick, and Charlie has broken fingers, um, and so, uh, when takes off his sunglasses, and he reveals, uh, his black eye, and Olivia's like, what happened? And Wen goes, Sydney, she goes, Sydney did it? <laughs> and Wen explains what happened, and I thought that was very funny. <laughs> yeah. Um, and he's like, oh, I hate Sydney. I hate this whole situation. Well, and yeah, he like, explains that, like, they're getting married and dad asked him to be the best man, all this stuff. And Olivia's like, that's a good thing. Like, she's trying to be, a, like, your friend, like, a part of your family, whatever. Yeah, she, like, goes off on him. She's like, listen, like, Sydney is not a bad person and you should be grateful for having a family because I don't. Like, I would kill to have so many people who love me. Yeah, Wen just gets offended and, yeah. He's like, yeah. you know what, I, we can't play tomorrow. Maybe it's just a sign that Lemonade Mouth is no more. And, yeah, and, and he's like, well, why did you even join the band in the first place if, like, you don't want to be in it? And Olivia's like, I joined it for you! Yeah. <laughs> um, so Stella calls everyone to school on a weekend. It turns out that they're loading... She says there's a, an emergency. Yeah, they're loading the Mel's Lemonade machine, machine onto a truck. Um, we learned that because of the fight she had with Wen, Olivia lost her voice. Um, and Stella is sitting in front of the truck to protest the removal when it starts raining. So, in order to get her to move, the workers just pick Stella up. Yeah, so then so, everyone else in the band starts, like, attacking them, like, punching them and stuff, like, put our friend down! I, I'm not mad at them for the emotions that they felt, because they shouldn't have picked up Stella. Yeah, but there were also, like, they, three they men, and they yeah, were going ham. Should have attacked three grown men. <laughs> yeah. Because that's when the cops arrive. Right. And they're all in jail. Yeah, they get taken to jail, where they're all just, like, talking about lemonade mouth. They're like, oh, we can't play Rising Star now. Like, everyone's a mess. They're waiting for their parents to pick them up. They all fight. But then they make a beat in the jail cell, and they start playing Turn Up the Music again. It's not, like, a full musical production. It's yeah. just, like, a reprise. sounds. Yeah. And, but they all make mm. up. And then all their parents come to pick them up one by one. So Grandma picks up Olivia. Um, Sydney comes to pick up Wen, and he gives her a hug. And he thanks her. Thanks her for being there. Um, Mo's parents are waiting for her, and Mo explains to her dad, she's like, listen, <laughs> I am still figuring myself out. Like, I am both, like, a daughter of Indian immigrants. I'm also a American teenage citizen. Like, can you please just, like, give me some room? <laughs> well, yeah, she's like, I'm doing my best, but I need your support. Like, right. I can't take, Yeah. Um, so, Dad agrees, uh, Mom is waiting for Stella, and Mom apologizes for being distracted and not, like, listening to Stella's concerns, and she's like, I am, like, so fucking proud of you, um, like, I, you may not feel it because you feel like an outcast, but, like, ever, like, you are, like, the most focused, like, determined girl I've ever met, and they have a nice little moment. Yeah, Charlie's brother, Tommy, picks him up. Oh, yeah. He's like, oh, I have to tell Mom and Dad bad news, too, so it's fine. We'll go do it together. Yeah, uh, he reveals that he his grades this past semester weren't as good, so it helps Charlie realize, like, oh, his brother's just a person, too. Yeah. He's not this, um, uh, like, spiritual being that his parents make him out to be. Yeah. So we immediately cut to Rising Star, and Mudslide Crush is performing Don't You Wish You Were Us. Don't you wish you were us. <laughs> yeah, Lemonade Mouth is watching in the crowd nervously, and they're like, they're really good. <laughs> Ray is wearing a shirt with his face on it. Yeah. 
<laughs> um, so they go on stage to perform. Olivia still doesn't have her voice. Uh, yeah, they're when, playing off. One can't play piano because he can't see. Mo is sick and hacking on stage. Yeah. They just stop playing because they're like, we can't do this. They all just like look around and the whole crowd is just like, oh, what the hell's going on? But then. Scott, um, okay, so there's this small moment. Scott goes to put a guitar on and Freya's like, you can't do that or you're out of the band. So they are still backstage and then we see the crowd and they start singing. They start singing the opening words to Determinate. They start singing to and Lemonade Mouth. The rest of the crowd joins. I want to say that after the one girl, Sydney is the first person to join in after the first girl. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, s- yeah, the whole crowd starts singing to Terminate to them. Oh. They don't uh, even, like, sing back to them. They just, like, stand yeah, just, like, there stand and take it in. Oh, my God. Uh, Scott walks out and starts playing guitar, like, along with the audience. Uh, he's officially kicked out. Um, and they, the audience also does, like, the little dance that they did, too. And then after the song, everyone cheers. <laughs> yeah. Um, Olivia narrates that they didn't win Rising Star, but they won something bigger. Um, Scott greets Mo outside the school, and they basically get back together. Um, Charlie sees this, but he's cool with it, and he goes to talk to another girl. Yeah. Um, Wen goes to Olivia's house, and <laughs> I know he doesn't pull a kitten out of his pocket, but it looks like it. He gives her a kitten. You can't just <laughs> give somebody a kitten. I hope he talked to Grandma about that first. <laughs> um, he also tells Olivia that she was right about Sydney. So, um, the whole band is at, uh, Sydney and Dad's wedding. When I up bet Sydney was man. very adamant that all of the band be there. I she was. She seems like a good person. Yeah. Even though her dress was ugly as hell. <laughs> what are you gonna do? You're marrying an old man with a kid already. And, and she has a kid, I think. She could have chosen something better. <laughs> no. Yeah. Um, and... Uh, At the wedding, Stella just so happens to be sitting next to Lemonade Mel. Mel, as in Mel's Lemonade. Yeah. And so... <laughs> So they're, like, talking. She's like, oh, like, that's my bandmate up there, his best man. And he's like, oh, like, that's my college buddy. Like, Mel is dad's college buddy. And, I don't know, they get to talking, and Mel's like, oh, like, I run an organic lemonade company. Like, people are going crazy for it. And Stella's like, Mel? <laughs> <laughs> and so Stella's like, Mel, how would you like to? She said, I have a proposition for you. <laughs> yeah, so, um, we... We cut to Mel opening an auditorium after school. Yeah, Mel opens, like, a new theater and, like, refunds the music program. Yeah. the principal's fine with it because he's given him money. Yeah. All they have to do is find a sponsor for the arts. (laughs) Yeah. So. Um, And so then Olivia narrates, and that, Dad, is how Lemonade Mouth came to be. So it turns out the whole movie was a letter explaining to, that Olivia wrote to her father about her band. Yeah, and she puts the letter in the mailbox. Um, and then, again, we just cut to Lemonade Mouth performing at Madison Square Garden. Yes, okay. How? Also, Scott is in the band now. They yeah, just Scott's let in Scott the... into the band, which, like, okay, that's nice. But also, I don't know that I would do that. There are two band members dating. Mm. Mm. Could, Fleetwood Mac. Mm. <laughs> anyway, so they go from being, like, what what town do they live in? It must be a small town, right? They live to in have, Arizona, right? Yeah, they live in Mesa, Arizona, which I assume is just, like, a normal city, right? So they're, like, popular in their city, and the people at the school know who they are. How, what, what year is it now that they're playing at Madison Square okay. Garden? Well, they were selling those CDs already, so their CDs in got the school. out. Yeah, but they could have gotten further. Uh, they performed at... The Rising Star video maybe went viral. 
Maybe. <laughs> and somebody was like, I like those plucky kids. Maybe Olivia Rodrigo has not performed at Madison Square Garden. <laughs> also, maybe Mel helped them produce their album. I feel oh, like he'd be a big supporter of them. That could be true. I could see Mel opening up his own record label. Well, yeah, especially because they literally made, they brought Mel's Lemonade back into relevancy. That makes sense. However, whenever I first watched this movie, it made me, again, like, it's not logical. It made me so angry that they were just, like, school stars and they're performing at fucking Madison Square Garden. Yeah, also, like, the audience is so obviously CGI. Like, you see, like, aerial shots of, like, a CGI audience, and then you see, like, like, the actual faces, and it gets, like, as the further you go back, it gets darker, so you can't tell that there's no one behind the rest of the audience. Anyway, they're singing Breakthrough. I love this song. Um, yeah, all three girls are singing, uh, when raps and plays guitar. I, like, even when I first watched this movie for the first time, again, like, this isn't my favorite movie, but I really do like this song. I think it's fun. Um, it seems like a fun energy, a fun time. <laughs> it's okay. At Madison Square Garden. <laughs> it's not my favorite. I will say I'm disappointed by their costumes, but I will say it's also probably spot on for the time and for I was say, what high schoolers. Well, what Mo was wearing was exactly what, like, season three Hannah Montana looked like. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, it's fitting for, like, what high schoolers would probably be like, okay, this is what I should wear to my concert. Yeah, I yeah. guess. Um, but yeah, we have, like, uh... Their outfits are not cohesive at all, either. That's the no. other thing. Like, when when is wearing, like, steampunk something? Um, Charlie is wearing a fucking top hat. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what's going on with that. <laughs> and that's the end. We got a breakthrough performance, mm-hmm. and we're done. And that is Lemonade Bell. Um, so if you don't, if you didn't know, this movie is based on a book. Oh, I did not know. This was a book first. So I looked up some of the differences between the movie and the book. It's actually very, very similar. Like, I was surprised at how similar it was. Um, The main difference is that in the book, the band uses trumpets and ukuleles instead of, like, synth. (laughs) I think synth is a better choice. (laughs) You never know. (laughs) You don't want the ukulele kid starting a band and playing (laughs) Madison Square Garden Um, So, let's see. Oh, Charlie's brother, it's its not an older brother that he has to live up to. He had a twin brother who died at birth, and that was his problem. Um, and Olivia reveals that uh, her mom and dad got pregnant when they were in high school. And Olivia's mother, who uh, never wanted her, left her um, with her father to raise by himself, to raise Olivia by himself until he was convicted of armed robbery and manslaughter. Also, in the end, Charlie and Mo do get together, and then in the second, there's another book, um, where where they're like getting a record label, but you know the industry wants them to be something that they're not. Um, and then when and Olivia do get together, they like were hinting at it in this movie, like maybe they were like preparing for a sequel. Yeah. But they do get together in the second book. Well, I think that they didn't do the Charlie thing because he was... Because he was 13. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's probably... Good for them on that. Yeah. <laughs> um, there's also something... So, like, they kept saying that if you're not a jock, you're an outsider. But I kind of wish that we would have seen more of, like, the outsiders that the band was. Like, we could tell, like, with Olivia, because she didn't have any friends and she was painfully shy. And with Mo. Because she was, like, sort of in with the popular crowd, but, like, didn't, was, like, still finding her identity. But things like Charlie and Wen, like, we don't really know anything about them. I mean, we saw the jocks being mean to Wen at soccer practice. Charlie. Yeah, that's what I meant. And also, there's, like, a little bit of a scene where it's, like, that's Tommy's younger brother. Because, like, Tommy was, like, super good. But, yeah, we don't really see anything about Wen. Yeah, I wish I would have 
like learned yeah. more. The, like, mo- the most we see is like the kids being like, "Oh, is that your mom?" Yeah, like I wish I I would have known more of like how Wen feels like an outsider instead of more than just he has this family situation he's not that comfortable with. Yeah, because like we we definitely focus on like their home lives, um, and even like with Stella, like she just comes in like patriarchy ablazing. <laughs> well, I, I will say, like, one of the things I like about this movie is that they aren't, like, two-dimensional characters. Yeah, like, they're, they're still, they're still much. very, like, much more three-dimensional than past Disney yeah. movies that we've well, watched. Well, and, like, while they're trying to cover, like, deeper topics, like, the fact that her dad's in prison, yeah. like, that's not I'm relatable I'm surprised that they a, left that yeah, in there. that's not relatable to a lot of people, but, like, it's realistic. Like, it does happen to people, and it's not the most cheesy thing that they could have done. Like, right. the way that they make all of their stories, like, kind of realistic and something that is relatable to people. Right, and even Mo being a daughter, like a first-generation daughter of immigrants. Yeah, and that's one of the things, like, I think this is one of the last, like, DCOMs that does anything a little bit deeper but isn't cringy. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, like, there are definitely moments that are cringy in this movie, but overall, like, it could have been so much worse, and it's not. Yeah. Like, I was never, this came out when we were in eighth grade, like, the end of eighth grade. Uh, So, like, I think I watched it, I didn't watch it when it premiered, but I watched it. I watched it eventually, and I was like, it's fine. I I watched it. It wasn't a favorite. I didn't listen to the music. Like I I said, it made me irrationally angry sometimes. I watched it, and I liked it, and then I made Courtney watch it with me because I was like, this is good. (laughs) You should watch it. So, But this was, like, around the time we had DVR, so I didn't watch it when it first premiered, but then I recorded it at one point and watched it, and I was like, this is pretty good. So. I'm pretty sure I was just home alone at one point. <laughs> I'm sure my parents, like, went to my brother's sports game. That ha- that's how I watched, like, most things that I watched as a child. My parents went to one of my siblings' sport games, and I stayed home and watched TV. Yeah. Because <laughs> I didn't want to go. <laughs> so, how did you rate, or rank the songs, I mean? The songs? Um, okay, so number nine, I have And the Crowd Goes, which is the first Mudslide Crush song. I have Don't You Wish You Were Us. <laughs> Um, number eight, this might be controversial, I have Turn Up the Music. <laughs> number eight, I have Here We Go. I hated Turn Up the Music. <laughs> I love Turn Up the Music. Uh, number seven, I have Don't You Wish You Were Us. I have seven as Breakthrough. Uh, number six, I have More Than a Band. Six, I have And the Crowd Goes. Uh, five, I have Here We Go. Five, I have Determinate. Four, I have Somebody. Four, I have Somebody. Three, I have Determinate. Three, I have Turn Up the Music. Two, I have She's So Gone. Two, I have Always More Than a Band. And one, I have Breakthrough. One, I have She's So Gone. (laughs) Like I said, I love She's So Gone, and I think that it could have been a song outside of this movie. I might add She's So Gone to my Disney playlist. (laughs) Yeah, it's good. I highly recommend, even if you don't care about Lemonade Mouth, I would suggest listening to She's So Gone. Just that's, watch the scene. Don't just listen to the song. Well, I mean, you can listen to the song. I'm just saying the scene's really good. (laughs) Well, I know, but I think the song stands alone. That's what I'm saying, too. Like, you don't need to see the movie to know the song, or like it. How did you rate and rank this movie? I gave this a four out of five. I was close to giving it a four and a half out of five, but I had to, like, look at what else I had given it. And at the end, I couldn't put it above Halloween Town, mm-hmm. so I put it at number 12. Halloween Town is above it, and the Even Stevens movie is below it. I gave this a three and a half out of five. Uh, I put it at number 37 above Quince and below Brink. Yeah. Uh, the next movie we have is Sharpay's Fabulous Adventure. <gasps> Oh, that's so exciting. <laughs> I've never seen it. I know nothing about it. I've never it. seen it either, but I'm excited to dig in. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll see what we're getting into. And then we have the Phineas and Ferb, the movie Across the Second Dimension with our friend Abby. She'll be guest, guest appearing. Special guest and friend of the pod, Abby. She's coming back. Yeah. So, so exciting. Be exciting. The next two weeks would be great. I should not sound like this by then, hopefully. So 
They don't sound that bad. <laughs> I can hear it in my voice. <laughs> I, I can hear it, but I've also seen you every single day for the past four years. Yeah. So. <laughs> That's it. Bye. Bye.